270. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. Yeah. All right. Acts chapter 24. We're making our way to the end of the book right now. Yeah. 25. So 25. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 25 to 28. Last day of the book of Acts. It's been a journey, <laughs> pun intended. Um, and we have here at the very end, Paul is still in custody in Acts 25. So remember, uh, you know, Felix um, left Paul in jail for two years in prison. Right. And in those two years, somebody else came in office. Right. right. So this guy named Festus comes in office because according to Josephus, the Jewish historian, Felix couldn't keep uh, the peace between Jews and Gentiles of his day. So right. brother really got lucky, got fired. Right. <laughs> so this new governor comes on the scene and the Jews try to get him on their side. Right. 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 And it doesn't matter. Right. Like God's providence, God's work behind the scenes is still going to keep Paul alive enough so the gospel can go to the ends of the earth. And, you know, um, Paul is sharp, man, because, you know, he's in Caesarea. You know, he, Festus or the Jews want Paul to come to Jerusalem so they can kill him on the way. Right. And Paul is like, nah, bro, I'm not going to back to Jerusalem. <laughs> right. I, I'm already sharp. I appeal to Caesar, right? I know my rights as a human, uh, as a Roman citizen. Mm. So I'm going to appeal to Caesar. So, and we just see like God's work. Like if Paul hadn't been a Roman citizen, he would have died. He right. would have had to go back to Jerusalem, present the gospel there before uh, Festus. And the gospel wouldn't have went to the ends of the earth like Christ promised in Acts one eight. Yeah. Yo, uh, what I love about Paul too is this, like, yo, being smart and knowing your rights for him, it's not like a sign of cowardice, right? So mm -hmm. Paul's going to say, nah, listen, yo, yo, I'm not afraid to die. Like, I right. already know, <laughs> right? I ain't scared when I signed me. up, <laughs> I, I already knew that this was going to be a wrap for me. All yeah. I'm saying is, I ain't just about to die for nothing, though. Like, let's really talk. And as a result of appealing and being able to know his rights, ultimately, it's not going to set him free from jail, but it mm. is going to get him audiences, right, with some of the yeah. most influential people in the world at the time. And it's going to put him right in the heart of where God would have him do. And one of the things that I love that you see about Paul's life throughout is that... um you know, Paul could have sat back and tried to strategize or finagle his way into all of these rooms. And mm. there's no strategy that could have brought him here. But Paul knows like, no, no, listen, I've just got to be obedient, do what God calls me to do. And yeah. Paul is always fully like Paul's always planning for the future. But again, he's always fully invested with where he is in the present right there. And mm -hmm. one of the things that we're going to see through his life is, man, when you follow Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just that you look at scripture in the past and see how other people's stories uh, were a shadow of Christ, right? So it's not that you just look back and, and see, oh, I can see aspects of the life of Christ through Joseph, Moses, and all of that. When you follow Jesus, you start to find out that even the way that your life works and your life mm -hmm. moves, right, you start to see ways that Christ's life overlaps with yours. And I think that's what we're getting through the end of 
mm-hmm. Acts, right? Jesus or Paul on yeah. trial, right? Paul mm-hmm. in a boat with people that are scared. Uh, mm-hmm. All of this stuff, yeah, yeah. And and in, and in twenty six, bro, like again, you know, Festus is there, and this guy Agrippa comes, and he's literally Herod Agrippa, right? So he's right. one of the Herods down the line uh, from when Jesus lived. Anyway, so he comes there, and Paul presents his makes his defense, literally right. his apologia, his apologetic, right? His defense before Agrippa. Right. And I love what he says, bro. He says, I stand on trial because of the hope in what God promised our ancestors, mm. right? The promise our 12 tribes hope to yeah. reach as they earnestly serve him night and day. Right. King Agrippa, I am being accused because the Jew, uh, because, accused by the Jews because of this hope. Right. Why do, you, why do any of you consider it incredible that God, raises the dead. All right. right. So I don't think we said this, John. Every time someone opens their mouth to preach the gospel in the book of Acts, Mm. they do not skip the resurrection. Right. Right. From Paul to Peter to everybody we've seen, the resurrection is present every single time. Ah, Why? Well, what we need to remember is that the hope of Israel, what Paul is trying to say, before Christ even came, was resurrection. And now that Christ has resurrected, he's like, our hope has been fulfilled and we still have this hope. Right. 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 And so... I, I think we need to remember, man, like as Christians, right? Every time we open our mouths to talk about Christ, that we can't leave him on the cross or in the tomb. Right. Bro. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like no. the only hope for humanity is resurrection, right? Yeah. For a humanity that would crucify the perfect man who is God. Yeah. Right. The only hope for those kind of people. Right. Is resurrection. Bro, right? it's a um so, you know, for the past 12 years, you know, since I've been here pastoring in Atlanta. Uh, when people come into the church, we sit down and talk with them and just try to um, get a sense of who they are, their story, what mm-hmm. they understand of the gospel. So we'll ask them to do like, hey, what's the good news of the gospel, you know, in 60 seconds. Through the course mm-hmm. of the past 12 years, um, I would say most of the people, uh, when they talk about the gospel, it's Jesus died for my sins. Right. Mm, mm. Uh, and, and then they stop there. And we have to like, sometimes we've got to sit and say, all right. And did he stay in the grave? And they're like, oh, oh, yeah. And he rose. Right. And so the resurrection mm. becomes this like, oh, yeah, doctrine. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm. he he rose. And that just shows, right, how small of a place it has in our theology and in our mm. hope where we're trying to help folks see like, Oh, listen, he died and he rose. The raising yes. is yes. <laughs> uh, just as important as the death. And Paul's going to go on and continue to say, right, when we get to 1 Corinthians, Paul's going to go on and say, no, no, look, look, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, then we don't have any hope or um, religion in is vain. in vain, right? Yes. And so I really yes. do hope that yes. we would all live today with this sense of, the resurrection is more than just a oh yeah doctrine. The resurrection is really central and the heartbeat, um, yeah, of all that we preach, of all that we do, of where our hope is situated. Listen, listen, man. Paul had the resurrection so deep in his bones, bro. Right. And I just want us. It's so much. It's so many resources. It's so much that we could learn about it and unpack. Bro. Right. Because the resurrection is not just oh man. Christ, uh, Christianity is true because right. he rose from the dead. Right. You know, <laughs> right. it's no, no, no. Christ has victory over death. Right. And then it's 
it's the future. It's the new world breaking right. into the old world. So in other words, the hope that we want in the future has already come into the present. Right, right. And it's so it's so profound, man, that we could spend forever on it. Yeah. yeah. And so towards the end, you know, 27 and 28, Paul is on the ship. It's it's a storm. And it seemed like it's a wrap, right? Like right. if you don't know the details, uh, if Luke wasn't narrating, right? Like if it was a movie with no narrator. Right. We think like, man, Paul is, it's about to be over for Paul. He's not going to make it to Rome. Right. And uh, God is, God speaks, man. He speaks into every situation. He right. says, yo, it is necessary for you to appear before Caesar. That word, it is necessary, is one word in the Greek. And in Luke, he uses it a ton. And Christ uses it a ton to say, yo, it is necessary for me to die and resurrect. And so we just have this divine uh, kind of stamp by God saying, right. like, no, no, no. This is part of my plan, right? right? This is part of the plan of God yeah. for you to go before Caesar. And this is, you know, the story is, you know, connects to like uh, Jesus in the boat and right. Jonah and all that kind of stuff. But I think even more than that, it, man, the difficulties, right? Like that it's going to take for God's mission to be accomplished. Right. He's going to get us through them, right? right? Yeah. For his mission to be accomplished in our mm. lives. So oh, I love good. that um, about yeah. 27. Yeah, man. Uh, 28, all this stuff is so good. And I don't want to fast forward to the end but bro the end of the book where you just see all right they get to rome they arrive in malta once again like you just see the fickleness of people and the way they interpret what goes on paul touch touches down a snake comes up and bite him and they're like yo this dude must be a murderer because he's gonna die Nothing mm-hmm. takes place. And they're like, yo, this dude must be a god because snakes can bite him. And you you just see, you know, the fickleness of this crowd. But Paul's going to uh, Paul's gonna stay there and Paul's going to talk to them and preach to them. Then mm-hmm. uh, Paul's going to get ushered into um, this jail in Rome. But the end of the book of Acts shows how um, the gospel, right, in a sense of purpose transforms our physical locations, right? Mm. When Mm. we think of jail, we think of agony, we think of our lives being on pause, we think of missions stopping. Uh, When Luke describes it at the end of Acts, he's like, yo, Paul stayed for two whole years in his, yeah, own rented house, people came by, talking about the gospel, yeah, talking about the gospel, and you see it's like, It seems like Paul couldn't be happier in some mm. sense be, because, yo, even in prison, and, and Paul's going to say, yo, like, the, like, like, I'm in chains, but the gospel ain't. And it's like Paul is fulfilling uh, what he wants to do. So you're even going to go to Philippians, mm. and we're going to see, like, dang, the gospel is infiltrating the most powerful nation in the world at the time through a prison cell, right? Mm. And you Mm. just see that the gospel has the power to transform any physical location. So the people of God often look like underdogs, uh, but they never are. The the power of the gospel is so subversive. There's nothing that can stop it from advancing. Yeah, absolutely, man. And similar to that, bro, you know, at the very beginning, Christ stayed, the, the, the text will say that Christ rose from the dead and stayed with the disciples 40 days, preaching to them and explaining the kingdom of God. At the end, it says here, 
Paul was proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance, right? The yeah. kingdom of God, like brackets the entire book of Acts. And That's we just good. see that the kingdom of God, right? This good king, Jesus Christ, comes, dies, resurrects, and invites us into his kingdom, right? right? Forever. And Again, on this side of the cross, there's hardship, there's suffering, but we know because of the resurrection that glory, right, is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Let's pray. Uh, Father, we thank you uh, for your word, God. We thank you that nothing can stop the power of the Holy Spirit working through your people to advance the gospel. We know that people trying to annihilate Mm. the work of the kingdom only leads to its advancement. Help us to remember that when we face hardship, suffering, and persecution for proclaiming your name. Give us a profound sense of joy and boldness as we do it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.